The information provided in this program is of a general nature and is not intended to be personalized financial advice. We encourage you to seek appropriate advice from a qualified professional to suit your individual circumstances. Retail stocks, the warehouse group and KMD brands have hit historic lows. Where to now for the woeful sector? They really need to develop a strategy and understand what their brand proposition is relative to some of these competitors like Kmart. You've also got the emergence of companies like Costco um, coming into the country, um, which, which doesn't help either. It's Friday the 23rd of February. The warehouse, the warehouse, where everyone gets a bargain, including Tahua Partners, who just bought Torpedo 7 for a dollar. After the warehouse group acquired it in 2014 for $55 million. The outdoor gear business that sells bikes and boards turned out to be its worst performing brand. When I spoke to the chief executive, Nick Grayston, in September, it was pretty clear it was going on the block. In Torpedo 7, there's there's a number of different issues. And so, you know, firstly, there's a bunch of margin issues. So, you know, changing the product mix, for example, to higher margin categories like uh, outdoor clothing, for example, and footwear, uh, as opposed to, uh, you know, certain lower margin things like bike parts and things that are in demand. Uh, there's also a whole bunch of uh, cost control issues. Investors are obviously unimpressed. Its share price is down 51% in a year, making it one of the worst retail stocks out there. So where to now for the warehouse group? Karen Carling from Craig's Investment Partners has some ideas. Hey, Karen, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me on. This sale was definitely a shock to me this week. Was it a shock to you? Well, we saw at yeah, the warehouse's last result that they flagged Torpedo 7 well, was under review. Uh, and this came off the back of the $22 million loss that it delivered uh, in FY23. So it's not overly surprising, um, although it's clearly a, a disappointing result for shareholders, you know, given um, the warehouse paid about $83 million for, for Torpedo 7 back in 2015. Um, they're now selling it for a dollar. And, and that includes about $50 million of, of inventory on the books. So it's, it's not an ideal outcome, but it, but it was somewhat expected. Yeah, it certainly doesn't look good on paper, that's for sure. But as you mentioned there, it was loss-making. So do you think it was good for the warehouse group to carve this one off? Yes, ultimately, I think, you know, Torpedo 7 uh, has been a distraction for the group, um, and it's one that they just don't need at the moment. You know, we've seen a number of other retailers come out with downgrades at the moment. Um, the consumer's doing it tough. And I think if the warehouse can just focus on their core operations, being you know, the warehouse, warehouse stationery and Noel Lehman, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, we've heard from, as you mentioned, a number of retailers. We had Hallenstein Glass and Holdings this week saying that their sales were flat, which wasn't actually too bad compared with KMD Brands, the owner of Katmandu and Rip Curl, revealing that their six-month sales were down by 14.5% before they released their result later this month. What do you make of that? Is this kind of a struggling consumer across the board or is this poor management in these companies? Yeah, well, look, I think it's a bit of both. Um, you know, obviously very tough macro conditions for these these cyclical retailers. Um, you know, if we look at the examples you, you've raised, being the warehouse in Kathmandu, um, it does appear like there are some some structural issues emerging within these companies. So, you know, looking at Kathmandu uh, and and how that result has contrasted to what Mapback is seeing owned by Super Retail, um, you know, Mapback is clearly taking market share there, and 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 the core Kathmandu brand is underperforming the wider retail sector in both New Zealand and Australia. 
Um, so, you know, that is, that is quite concerning. Um, and then I guess just thinking about the warehouse, you know, came up the other day, re- produced a record result. Um, that's obviously a main competitor um, for the warehouse group. Um, you've also got the emergence of companies like Costco um, coming into the country, um, which, which doesn't help either. And then you've got companies like JB Hi-Fi, which are competing heavily with Noel Lehman um, and, and focusing on a rollout in New Zealand as well. Um, so I think, you know, there is a combination between tough macro conditions, but also some structural um, you know, issues with these companies where they, they, they may be losing market share. So if you were the warehouse, what would you do next? Do you just focus on the red sheds? Do you go harder on Noel Lehman? What's the solution? Yeah, well, that's that's a tough question. I mean, it, it is interesting to see, you know, how the strategy has changed in recent years. Um, certainly within, you know, the red sheds, which are, you know, the, the majority of the group, um, the red sheds and no lemming, you know, there has been more of a shift towards grocery. Now, this is something that has been in the news a lot. Um, you know, it was not overly successful the first time around when the warehouse tried it. Um, but I think, you know, they really need to, develop a strategy and understand what their brand proposition is relative to some of these competitors like yeah Kmart um and that'll be important in you know growing profitability going forward yeah with grocery I mean they're already playing in that space right so they already have some of those supplier contracts teed up should they just go harder on that and position themselves as a grocery retailer with other retail on the side maybe well again it it, it depends what the long-term strategy of the group is. Um, you know, grocery is a very low-margin um, side of the business. Um, and so, you know, it depends how well the warehouse group thinks they can compete with the existing uh, supermarket chains. Um, you know, that, that historically has been a very tough space to compete in. So, you know, I, I would have thought they'd be better off kind of steering away from grocery and, and kind of focusing on the, the core offering. You and I both know, Karen, though, that the warehouse group has had many rethinks of strategy and it hasn't always been executed perfectly. They've done numerous restructures under this current leadership over the years. Do you have confidence that they can actually deliver on a reprioritization, so they call it? Yeah, look, some of the decisions that management have made um, in recent times, particularly around, you know, the market.com, one day, Torpedo 7, um, you know, they have been concerning, but... What I would say is that at times like this, um, particularly when the whole retail sector is under pressure, uh, it does force you as a management team to pull levers that you, you know, wouldn't otherwise need to pull. And the reality is, the the warehouse has a significant store base in New Zealand. Um, they have a, a well-known brand, um, and they have some ultimately very strong underlying businesses. So I think, you know, while there has been some volatility. Um, and the decisions that they've made over the last few years, um, focusing on their core, I think will be a very good thing for for the business going forward. The share price is down 51% for the past year. Can it get any worse or is there surely only upside from here? It can always get worse. Um, <laughs> you know, if you, if you look at where the warehouse is trading currently, um, you know, it's still at about you know, over 12 uh, times forward PE, um, which compares to a three-year pre-COVID average of 10.8. It always becomes hard to, you know, pick the bottom at this point in the cycle. Um, But what I would say is with some of the downgrades that have come out more recently from from a number of retailers, the share price reactions have been more subdued. 
Um, and, you know, you have to consider the fact that the market does price in a forward view and a forward outlook on how these businesses will recover. Um, so it does feel like we're approaching the bottom, but but never say never. What's your forward outlook for the macroeconomics of retail over the next, say, six months? Yeah, look, I think over the next six months, uh, conditions are going to remain pretty challenging. Um, you know, part of the reason that consumers are pulling back in, in their, their spending is due to higher interest rates. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of inflationary cost pressures, and I don't think those are going anywhere in the near term. However, if we do see some rate cuts this year um, and, you know, maybe some some slight lift in um, house prices, then that should give consumers a little bit more confidence to get out there and spend. Thank you so much for your time, Karen. A very interesting sector to watch this year, I think. Absolutely. Thank you very much. I want to know what you think about where these retailers are at. Is this all the economy's fault or are they disappointing for other reasons? Let me know. Now go put your money to work. (laughs) 